Ollie was attending uh, an art opening at a fancy gallery. This gallery was particularly fancy <clears throat> because they had a lot of lovely art, like paintings. They also had a whole collection of really beautiful jewelry. You know, diamonds and rubies and gold and silver. It was a cool collection. There was some historical pieces and some other things, and then some stuff that was just beautiful. Sparkly and pretty and gleaming and gold and well-executed, lovely stuff. And then there were the paintings and some sculptures, too. And so, of course, the people that owned the gallery, they were very careful. They had security there 24-7. So anyway, I was at this art opening there. It was a new show that they were putting out, a new set of paintings that they'd hung and wanted to show people. Because a lot of places like this, they'll own a bunch of art beyond what they have on the walls then, so that they can change it out. Sometimes they'll bring in, you know, a traveling. Someone might have a collection of, I don't know, Degas paintings. And so they might bring their whole collection to a museum like this. They put up all the Degas paintings, and then Degas paintings come back down and they go, you know, to the next city. So that's the kind of place it was. But the permanent collection was pretty amazing, too. So, there was a new exhibit, a new show. Of some stuff in the permanent collection, but that had been in storage for a while. And so I was invited, and he was honored to come. It was, it was a great event. The, the art was really interesting. It was uh, this hyper-realist stuff, where it's kind of the opposite of Impressionism, where part of the skill, part of the artistry, is to make it so very detailed that it looks more real than real. You can see details in the painting that you couldn't possibly see with your own eye. It's an interesting technique, some cool stuff. And, you know, they had cheese and wine and other snacks and fun people to talk to. So all in all, a really neat event. And then the strangest thing happened. As people were just, you know, hanging out, enjoying the show, six big burly dudes roll up in a big pickup truck, wearing vests and hard hats. I should mention that the show was happening this the opening, rather, was happening at like 5 o'clock on a Friday. And um, they just came up and they took the doors. They just very quickly came in with power drills, unscrewed the doors, the front doors of the, of the gallery, loaded them up into the truck, and by the time somebody told the owner, they were already back in the truck and starting to pull away, and the owner came running out and said, Hey, what are you doing? Give me back my doors. And they just peeled away, and they just and drove away. Like, what in the world? What just happened? And he, he did get down the license plate of the truck, but that's about all he had. 
people are like, what? What happened? Were the workmen, did they do a bad job? I said, they weren't, those weren't workmen. They were thieves. They just took my front doors. Greta, stop. Greta, stop. You, stop. They weren't workmen. Those, those were thieves. I didn't tell anyone to take my doors. Those are my, those are the doors to the, I don't, what am I going to do? I don't have a front door now. I just have this, I don't door, nothing to close, nothing to lock. I don't understand what's going on here, but someone just really did me some damage here. Well, I said, oh man. So they just, those guys just stole your doors. Were they special doors? I said, I mean, not really, no. I mean, they were expensive, but they weren't, you know, they weren't art. They weren't historical. They were just big, heavy, thick security doors with a nice locking mechanism, and they looked pretty good. I guess what I'm saying is the doors, to put the doors in was about $5,000. But they weren't that special. They were just doors. I said, huh. Weird. I guess I'm going to have to have... I guess, I mean, I guess I'll have to post security guards up here. The security will have to increase, I guess, and we'll have to have them just sit here all day long. I mean, they're always here 24-7, but they'll have, the doors are going to be wide open. They're just going to have to be really, really careful until I can get some replacement doors in here. What a weird thing to happen. I said, well, I think you're right. That's what you got to do. And you shouldn't let it ruin the rest of your event. It's a really cool show. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll talk to my security person and I'll go back to my guests. We'll deal with it in the morning. So that's what they did. The security coordinator said, yeah, I mean, okay, so we'll, we'll have the security guard focus on the front door, I guess. And um, we should be able to have another security guard for you here tomorrow. So it was a really weird thing, but everyone, after the initial shock, was able to get back to the party, and they had a historian come and talk about the hyperrealism. And once the historian got talking, it was really interesting about the history of this kind of work. And uh, then nobody was paying attention to the, uh, the stolen door thing. Well, the party wrapped up. People were leaving. And all I saw the, um, the owner and the security coordinator did, did come. He said, yeah, okay, so we'll security guard post up here tonight. And um, yeah, it's really weird, but we'll get it settled. We'll get it, but we'll cover the security. I don't, you can't get new doors, I guess. What a weird thing. And I said, man, it seems really weird to like go home with no doors in the front of that building. I said, yeah, but you've got security. I think it'd be all right. It's a fine night outside. It's not cold or hot or humid or raining, so I guess he lucked out in that regard. I said, yeah, I guess so. But Ollie was a little bit concerned. So he decided to, to stay behind. So the owner left, that Ollie had gone in. 
At first he was issues in the restroom, but then he realized that everybody would have left but him and the security guards. So he decided that he would do his friend, the owner, a favor. And he would help the security guards. He'd stay there that night, do a free stakeout for his friend. So he picked a quiet spot where nobody could see him. He didn't even tell the security guards he was there. He figured he'd cross that bridge when he got to it. He hadn't exactly asked permission, after all. And probably nothing was going to happen. But I thought that's just such a weird thing. I wonder if they're plotting something. So, up in the corner, above some ductwork, where all I could see the front and the back. And there wasn't really a side door, but there was a side window. He sat and got in his stakeout routine. The security guard was good. Yeah, he'd come on at about 7 p.m. and was going to be on until uh, 5 a.m. And then a new guard was going to come from 5 a.m. to whatever, nine hours is after that. So the security guard mostly stayed in front. And then we kind of walked to the back and walked to the front now and then. But mostly stayed in the front because there was big open no doors. Then about five. And it was time for the shift change. And the security guard in the same uniform came up. He greeted the security guard that was just getting off and they chattered for a while. And that's when all I heard it. A very quiet kachuk. Just barely loud enough to be heard where he was. Not at all loud enough to be heard near the front. When I looked, and the faintest sliver of light was coming in from the back door. And then the door swung quietly. You actually heard a little like a spray can. And then the door silently slid open. Well, swung open. And in came one burly dude. But now he was being very, very sneaky. He was wearing very soft shoes and he was wearing not all black, but kind of a dark greenish with black spots and some purple spots. It's a very dark but mottled clothing. He came up and walked quietly through the art gallery, being so sneaky, except that all oh, I had already spotted him. I thought, huh, this would have worked. This would have worked if it wasn't for me. And he saw as the guy went over to behind the counter and pulled some wires out of the console that controls the security system. And he saw a little green light on the security console turn red. And the guy went over to the jewelry case, or one of the jewelry cases. And very quietly started picking the lock of the jewelry case. All I could see where this was going. Got the lock open, opened up the jewelry case, and started pulling the jewelry out of the case and into a bag that he brought.
the next case. I started doing the same all the while, looking over to see, make sure he could see where the security guards were. But they were still talking, comparing notes, chatting a little bit. I emptied a second case. And then I thought, all right, I've seen enough. Because the guy was right underneath Ollie. In one quick motion, he jumped off the ductwork onto the guy's head and yelled, Hey, security! 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 And the guy, the thief, didn't know what was going on. One minute, a very clever heist was going quite well. The next minute, there was a rubbery thing grabbing onto his head with suckers. Is it an octopus? What? Is an octopus attacking me? What? I don't know what's going on. He started flailing around and he dropped the bag and all. He was yelling. So the guy was like, this, there's a, I don't understand what's happening. There's something on my head and it's screaming and it's rubbery and weird. <clears throat> and he pulled at it and he pulled at it. Of course it was Ollie. That's what's on his head. And then eventually Ollie got, tried getting pulled on. So he let go. And the guy was shook his head was confused he saw the security guards come running he thought well he'd better get running too then so he started to turn for the door and just went wham right on the ground fell right over because when the guy hadn't noticed he was looking at the security guards was that Ollie had got down on the ground and tied his shoelaces together so wham he went down like a sack of bricks and the security guards came running up and put him in zip tie handcuffs and started calling the police and said and they didn't have guns, but they were pointing a flashlight at Ollie. Said, hey, you, you two, you stay put, you stay exactly where you are. I said, yeah, no, no, I'm stay here. I'm on your side. I just tackled this guy. I'm a friend of the owner. Said, yeah, we'll see that. We'll see about that. We'll see about that when the police and the owner get here. You just stay right put, or I'm gonna not get upside the head with this flashlight. I said, no, that's cool. I'll stay right where I am. And before long, the police arrived. Not long after that, the owner arrived. So as soon as the owner came in, he said, Oh, you can let, you can let him go. <clears throat> it's Ollie. He's a private eye. He's a friend of mine. Ollie, what are you doing here? I said, well, I thought something was up. The door thing was too weird, so I decided to do a stakeout at your place. I said, oh, Ollie, but I, I, don't, I don't think I can afford to pay you. I said, no, no, this one's on me. This one's free. This one's because you're a friend. Because you're a friend. This one's pro bono. You can slide me, um, I don't know, a free drink at your next event. Don't worry about it. I'm glad I was able to help. I said, well, thank you, Ollie. Thank you. You've you stopped a big thief. I see you went straight for the jewelry cases. He must have been here before. We'll get that mask off of him, and we'll see who he is. And do you think... Oh, I said, I'm sure trace this guy down, trace that license plate you got down, you can find him and his five friends in a pickup truck in your doors. The guy on the floor said, ah, you got me pinned down. I'll give you your doors back. I'll give you your doors back in exchange for a lighter sentence. The cop said, all right, I can deal with that in a few minutes. Right now, I got to read you your rights, put you in the car. That was the case. Oh, I didn't explain it yet. 
I still don't quite understand what happened here. I said, here's what happened here. They stole your front doors broad daylight because then they knew you would be focused and your security team would be focused on the front. With no front doors, the security guard would have to be standing there at the front, making sure nobody came in. And even if they patrolled, which they did, they'd spend almost all their time at front. They must have been watching and known what time the shift change happens. They knew that with the total lack of a front door, the shift change would happen right there at the hole where a front door should be. And they'd have a few minutes to sneak in, grab everything they could grab, and sneak back out. Since the doors were a distraction, that's exactly. That is the case of Ollie and the stolen doors. <laughs>